Welcome to the Smile Hard Podcast. Well, first off, I'm sorry for absolutely scaring the shit out of you. I know that that was insanely spooky, and I'm sorry. Um, But today is Halloween, October 31st, and you're listening to the Smile Hard Podcast, and I'm Miles, and I'm glad you're here. I'm really glad you're here. This is a really cool topic. Um... I hope everyone has a good Halloween, first off. Uh, If you're going to parties, if you're doing things, please just be safe, drive safe. There's a lot of crazy things that happen this time of year, so be safe. That's it. Um, Have fun, be safe. And what I want to talk about today is something very interesting and something that I do all the time. If you know me or if you've just been following me, you'll, you'll, you'll notice or you have noticed that I do this all the time. Um, And it's even more ironic and funny now that I do it, but I want to explain why I do it. And based on the title of this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Um, And the the topic is sleeping in my car. I sleep in my car a lot. I love to sleep in my car. It's just a super fun activity for me. Um, I'm going to share why I love to sleep in my car. But what's even funnier is now I own a home and I still choose to sleep in my car obviously not every night and pretty much almost never, like only a few times a month. Um, But I'm going to go into detail of why I sleep in my car, what it means for me, and maybe why you should do it too. So welcome to the Smile Hard Podcast on this very spooky occasion. I'm glad you're here. Let's, Let's dig into this. It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023, and you're listening to the Smile Heart Podcast. Before we dig deep, I just want to say thank you all for keeping my brother in your thoughts, prayers, uh, just the messages you've given me. If you don't know, my brother just had open heart surgery um, yesterday, Monday morning. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy thing for the family. He's been you know, waiting for this moment his whole life. He's had this heart condition his whole life and they just replaced his valve. They went inside his heart. They did all these crazy things and I'm so glad it went well. It went well. It went great. It went so great. And now he's on the road to recovery. He's got two months. So let's cheer him on. Um, If you want to message me or message him or anyone or just keep him in your thoughts, that is awesome. And I'm just so grateful that everything went smooth. And for all of you guys wishing him just the best. So love you. Thank you for that. This all started pretty much as soon as I bought my first car when I was 15, 16, 15. I had a Jeep Cherokee Sport, the boxy ones. Yes, the cool ones. Um... And we would go to the beach and just hang out all night long. This beach specifically was, now it, now I think it closes at sunset, but it was open all night long. We would just hang out there till like just so late. At this point I was 16, obviously, because I needed to drive alone. Um, but, you know, just such good memories with friends. We would just hang out there. We would camp in the cars. We would just, just live in our cars, live at the beach. It was so fun. Um, and that continued through all my cars. Um, just for personal reasons, I want to list off all the cars I've had. So when I listen back to this one day, I'm like going through all my memories. So I had this Jeep Cherokee Sport and then I sold it and had a Jeep Wrangler. And then after that, I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee, which was probably my coolest car to this day. It was, it was decked out. And then I went, uh, straight to a 1990 um, General Motors station wagon, the last station wagon made, and the the seats in the back uh, 
faced out the back of the car it was like the length of two cars combined it was a giant boat sold that um got a kia sportage which is also an underrated car that thing was sweet and then i got a van a big ram promaster 2500 and now i'm on my seventh car which is this volvo xc70 station wagon and i'm loving it this is a cool car anyways i've camped in I think every single one of these cars multiple times, whether it's a Target parking lot, an actual campsite, a trailhead, a Planet Fitness parking lot, that's the most common to be completely honest, um, parking lots uh, everywhere, gas stations, neighborhoods, friends, driveways, and streets, just everywhere. It's, it's, there's probably a place I haven't done it. Um, anyways, it all started when I had my first car and... Uh, I just fell in love with it right away. I don't know truly why I did it at that time, besides it was just fun to be with friends and camp in the cars. Um, But I think deep down, what I'm going to talk about and why I do it now has always been engraved in me. Um, I guess like just within me and the reason why I do this. Uh, Besides the fun factor, besides it just being a blast, um, the main reason why I camp in cars uh, is because it gives you an amazing perspective on life. And I'll explain. When you live every day in your house and you wake up and you take a shower or if you, you're a night shower person or if you do both uh, and you go to your kitchen and you cook breakfast and you get water and you have the luxury of the AC and the heat and what else? A shelter, you know, like a safe place um, if there's storms or... You know, all these variables, um, it can become numb. It can become, you know, like second nature to us. We don't think twice about these amenities, these amazing things, this amazing technology. Like I'm sitting here right now in my house, in this shelter, um, talking to a microphone with a computer, with internet and Wi-Fi, the fans on, the lights on. I just got... Uh, lemonade and sweet tea and made an Arnold Palmer from my fridge that keeps those drinks cold and I'm using this mason jar that I grabbed from my cabinet like it sounds very basic but when you put it in perspective of like just shooting back a hundred years or 200 years or whatever it's pretty amazing what we have and the fact that like we are taking a shower every day and some people are taking multiple showers every single day it's pretty dang cool like showers showers aren't that old or aren't Yeah, aren't that old. Jeez, what am I trying to say? Showers are fairly a new thing. I just looked it up. So showers were invented in 1767, but they weren't used for everyday use until 1960s with the introduction of electric showers. Before that, you had to be very wealthy in the 1930s. It just puts it in perspective. Like we haven't even had showers like that for a century. Like our grandparents didn't, you know, like I remember stories of my my dad and my, my parents uh, disclosure, they're amazing. They're awesome. They're doing great now, but they weren't wealthy. Uh, I mean, none of us are wealthy at all. Uh, but you know, poor, uh, they would say it too. So I'm going to just say it. They always listen to my podcast. So, uh, don't get mad at me, mom and dad, but yeah, poor. Um, and you know, none of us are extremely well off. We're, We're happy, but we're not like wealthy now that's getting down a different fact. Um, but they grew up taking baths or like shared baths with siblings. And like, that was the normal thing because, you know, it was, it's a luxury to have a shower. And that's just like crazy nowadays that we can just like wake up and have a shower and waste water and, you know, 
not that every time you take a shower you're wasting water, but it's pretty common to like. I, I'm I'm guilty of that to be completely honest. I that's probably my my most uh, my worst thing for the environment that I do is sometimes I take long showers and I I don't mean to, but it just feels so good. Uh, so, anyways, it's just pretty amazing that we have these things, right? Like we these these are fairly new, and I like to remind myself how important and how amazing and um, you know, just how grateful I am for these things. And also just remind myself that like, hey, I'm human at the end of the day. I'm an animal. I'm not a robot. I, I don't like routine like that with like comfort, I guess. Just getting out of my comfort zone and, you know, going out in the wild and getting new perspective for homeless people or animals or whatever it is or, or people uh, that are on the lower end of uh, income, you know, like people with poverty and like people that can't afford a house or afford showers or, you know, their shower broke like three years ago and they're still trying to fix it because they don't have the money. You know, like there's just all these circumstances of life where people don't have these things. And for a lot of people that do, it can be very routine and become very normal. So that's why, that's the biggest reason why I spend time in my car, I can't car camp and, um, and yeah, that, that's a, that's it. I just like to remind myself how, how, appreciative I am of these things that being said I also sleep in my car because it's fun like I I love that the sun will just wake you up you don't need an alarm the sun wakes you up or the people wake you up that are just doing their normal lives and you're if you're like sleeping in a parking lot people will start showing up and making noise and you'll hear their music in their cars or their phone calls or then just slamming their car doors and like you wake up and you're just like in your day it, you just it just starts like that it's a different way of starting your day um, the sun wakes you up. It feels like camping. I love camping. It's just, it's just a little adventure, you know, it's like this little fun adventure that we get to have and, uh, or that I get to have. Not many people do this. I've realized I thought it was more normal. Um, but if you don't, I'm going to share why you should, uh, if, if this hasn't already persuaded you, let me, let me persuade you into trying it because it's so fun guys. It's so fun. So before I get into why you should, um, here's some basic things if you're deciding on doing it and you haven't done it or if you already do it Maybe this will like help you next time or whatever uh, basic things that I like to, to have when I when I car camp I keep it pretty simple because you unless like I'm going like way out of town or whatever um, But if I'm just like doing a little staycation in my town and doing a couple of days in the car I I have a planet fitness membership. I have the upgraded one It's 20 bucks a month for the the big boy one uh, for the pro one and you can use any Planet Fitness gym in the country of America. Uh, it's pretty cool. It, it's it's not the best gym in the world, but it's it's pretty dang great. And um, there's showers, there's internet, there's power, there's shelter, there's gym access, there's like a spa with massage chairs and a sauna. Sometimes they have a sauna, they have a tanning room. Anyways, uh, there's people, there's culture, or not culture, there's, there's people, there's humanity, and there's a shelter, and that's all you need. And usually, not well, half the time, they're 24 hours. So there's the comfort of other people like always coming and going um, so you don't feel like stranded in the middle of nowhere. It feels fairly safe compared to other parking lots. Um, so that might be something to consider. I've done it in other places too. Also, just like you can look up like the crime rating websites and stuff, but those aren't always accurate. And sometimes like those are based off of like police calls. So like one lady that has a problem with everything can make a whole crime. I, I heard this from a police officer a few months ago. 
um he told me that one like if one lady called the cops on a, a couple parties that would make the crime rating go up um on those types of websites so you can't always tr- trust those just ask local people that you can trust where you should car camp certain neighborhoods but make sure you have water make sure if, if it's comfortable to you to have like a pocket knife or pepper spray or whatever it is um you know uh feel safe in your environment and what else what else do i like to have um i mean like bedding of course look up the weather look up if it's going to be storming or whatever um if you have a normal car you might want to consider getting there's these like screens if you look up like on amazon or google screens to put over your windows so that you can keep your windows rolled down a little bit to get airflow you want to make sure that you have your windows down a little bit um you want to have oxygen where you're sleeping so that's important remember that um and if it's buggy where you are make sure you have those screens it's a lifesaver uh yeah get a air mattress or if you have the money spend some money on a little like camping mattress setup um the other night i've well a couple times i've just been using um sleeping bags and blankets it's not the most comfortable though i like having an air mattress in the car which i do too um but i have a friend that uses like this big feather pillow or feather bedding pillow thing um and that's comfortable too, very comfortable, too comfortable, some would say. Um, Got to remember that you're camping. Uh, yeah, those are the necessities. In the van, I had a generator and I had a lot of other things like a six-gallon tank of water, clean water. Um, if you want to do something like that, you can get water from many Walmarts will have it. And you can fill up uh, like a big jug of water. Um, but if you're only doing it for a little bit and if you have like a gym membership, you can just fill up your containers there or at a public park or wherever you are you can you can fill it fill it up with clean public water and remember a phone charger uh and that's basically it like if you want to bring a laptop if you want to make it really fun and fancy you can do whatever you want um bring like a frisbee to the park or whatever you want to do or it's just fun to honestly like do the car camping thing in the in the normal week, uh, work week where you wake up and you go to work still and you do the things you normally do, but you throw yourself in a random situation like sleeping in a car and seeing how it would be to car camp in a parking lot, wake up, go to Planet Fitness, shower, and then go to work straight from there. Not the normal routine of having the house. I, I promise you when you go back to the house after you do this, it's going to feel so good. It's going to be so special. You're going to notice things more. It's going to revive you. If you're looking for that little bit of a restart in your normal every day, if, if work has been a bummer or, you know, just your, your normal like routine or your mental health has been off or whatever, maybe something's been off. We all go through off weeks. Try this, try something new. It's fun. It's so fun. Do it safely, do it your way, but try it nonetheless. Um, if you've never tried it before and you're not really that type of person, it's going to be weird. It's going to be very weird, but still give it a try. And if you have a significant significant other or a friend to do it with, I very much suggest that. But it's also very fun to do it alone. Um, so, yeah, it, it just makes me appreciate everything that I have so much more. It gives me so much perspective for life and appreciation for life uh, and helps me grow helps my personal growth so much on top of that you're also going to learn things about yourself you're going to learn to like overcome fears and um feel this like sense of adventure it's 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 a very it's a big little adventure it's so small but it's so exciting 
Um, you feel free. You feel like you're saying like, screw the government, screw the modern world, screw all this. I'm going to go sleep in my car and do me. And like, it's that feeling of like ignoring an assignment or pushing back a, um, you know, a work meeting or a, something that's due or just ripping a bill because you, because you can and you have free will and you're a human and sometimes you need to do something like that to keep going to understand that you have free will that you are, have the right to be you um you know every i think everyone can relate to that at least once in their life that there's just so much going on it feels like we can be robots sometimes but it's very nice to feel like you can be you every once in a while so there's so many reasons why I do it, and I think you should do it too. And for all of you that do do it, uh, I would love to know why you do it, first off. So DM me why you do it, and like photos, and any crazy stories you have. I have so many stories, um, which I should probably talk about. I should bring up my bad things that have happened too, to make you aware that these things might happen. I'll just go, I'll go really quickly through it. Uh, but yeah, if you've done it before, I would love to hear your stories and you understand what I mean by this like little tiny, fun, big adventure. Um, out in Colorado, I had multiple times where a homeless guy tried to break in or walked inside of the van or was screaming nonstop till 4 a.m. at my van and another van in a Planet Fitness parking lot that uh, like the word for word, a guy was screaming at us, I know there's feds in there. Show your effing faces. I know you're, there's feds in there. Non-stop. Non-stop. Till 4 a.m. Um, and honestly, like in those situations, there's a lot of mental health. More so, I always feel bad for them. Um, of course, I have this like fear of like my danger, of course. And more so for my car's danger. Like, please just don't slash my tires. Please don't throw a rock through my window. Please just go away. Um, but I've had one try to break in that gave me some little P PTSD. Long story short, that, that was a crazy time. It was, this was like 4am. This guy had crazy mental illness. It was so sad. And he wasn't like viciously trying to break in. He was just like a zombie, you know, walking around, trying the handles. Um, at this time I was with, I was with my ex part, my, my ex partner. Uh, and we woke up to the sound of the door handle rattling and Someone was trying to break in. It was so eerie. It was so weird. And I still have like a little bit of PTSD from that. Um, but now I'm prepared more and I've learned from that moment. Uh, but anyways, called the police, of course. And we went to the other side of the parking lot. And the guy just stood there where we were. And the cops came. And the cops talked to us at like 4.30 a.m. And their words, their words exactly, their question exactly to me was, well, what do you want us to do with him? And I was just like starstruck at that question. I was like, what do you mean? What do you want us? What do you want me to do? Like, I was so confused. Like, if it wasn't a homeless person, they would go to jail because you can't break into cars. But I, my, my, I just said, please just like drop them across town, I guess. Like, bring them over across town and drop them off. Or I don't know, because he's going to keep trying to break in. Um, and about one hour, two hours later, or as soon as the sun was starting to, to rise, so 7 a.m. maybe, uh, he came wandering right back. And it was so sad. But, like, you know, the cops, there's so there's so much of this going on. And I'm sure they just brought him right across the street because he could only walk, like, 0.5 miles per hour. Like, there's no way he walked across town. And he's barefoot. And it, it was just such a sad thing. 
Um, and of course, like you want to do what you can to help them, but there's so many and, and the issues, there's pros and cons on every side of that issue. And that's a whole other debate, but, um, yeah, so just be aware that this stuff could happen. Do some research. There's so many online forums for this. There's so many public places that are safe places to park that aren't Planet Fitnesses. Just know that if you do a Planet Fitness in your area, like know the area that you're doing it, do your research, or just be prepared for something to happen. You know, that that's always a possibility. Um, so yeah, I have other stories too, but I'm not going to get too far into it because I could talk about this for at least an hour. Go car camp, go do it, go try it. And when you go into the Planet Fitnesses at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. to go shower, you'll feel more inclined to work out. I've never been in better shape than when I lived in my car because you just work out or you go do a trail hike or you you know, you know, do runs or it's you, if you have a bike in there, because I had a van, I had a bike in there, I did so much mountain biking. Um, and the community aspect that comes with it, you meet people more, people are so curious about your situation. Um, and you learn so much more about just like culture and people and, uh, humanity and just how special like humans really are. And like, I don't know, just the different types of podcasts people would be listening to in the bathroom. And it's not the best, you know, it's kind of weird and lots of strange situations in the planet fitness bathrooms. Um, also another thing I do is I bring water shoes. So like if you're going to shower in a public bathroom, and if it's Planet Fitness, it's not really the best, not going to lie. But it's nice. Usually they're like, okay, it's a solid 5 out of 10. But there's many situations where there's Band-Aids or clumps of hair on the ground and all these gross things on the shower. So bring like bring some rubber flip-flops or Crocs or Chacos or something to protect your feet. Don't get the diseases. Um, just be as cleanly as you can. And if you're a germ freak still try it i still think you should try it but expect these things be spontaneous be crazy for those of you who don't know i answer a few questions on every episode of the smile hard podcast so let's dig into some of the questions that you guys asked me for this week's episode okay here's a question from henry on snapchat uh henry's question is what's a skill or talent that you've always wanted to learn or develop um, good question. There's so many skills. My instant answer for this, for some reason, is backflips. I, I've always wanted a backflip. Like, the kid that can just whip out a backflip. So cool. So cool. I've, I finally got the handstands almost down. I can, like, hold it for a little and barely walk. But I'm getting there. Um, and I think, like, I can't leave this earth. I can't pass until I do a backflip just standing there. And I want to do it, but I want to do it right. And I'm just so scared. I just wimp out. Um, that's my instant answer. If I got to get deeper, let me think. I guess it's not too deep, but I, I thought about it for a second. Um, I, I have these weird things where I feel like I'll hit different chapters in life that I'll have. I, I always have new passions growing up in high school. Like every month, my passion would change. I never finished a high school sport because I was changing the sport like every month. I did every sport for like one or two months. But anyways, I have a feeling that one one segment of my life will be dedicated towards cooking and I'll learn how to cook and really fall in love with cooking and I haven't gotten there yet, but that has been a interest of mine for so long. I really want to do it, but I, I think we just live in this time also that's just, this is a dumb excuse, but like everything's so expensive and there's really no reason to get into cooking right now when the time is the way bigger asset. You need time over 
like, I don't know. That's just not my passion right now. Um, but cooking, it's just so expensive and it's not that fun for me right now. I like to do like a little bit of it. I really like to grill. Um, even though I don't own a grill right now, but I love to grill. I think I'll really get into cooking. I like the science behind it. I think it's such a amazing art form. Um, and I appreciate it so, so much. And I do cook, but like once a week max, uh, if I'm doing like a real meal. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to backflip and, and get into cooking. Those are two that I think of right away. Thanks for the question, Henry. Okay, next question. This one's also from Snapchat. It is from Joanne on Snapchat. The question is, what's your favorite season of the year and what do you like most about it? Um, my answer for this is always spring. I love spring. Um, and then fall and summer kind of tie. It would probably be spring, fall, summer, winter. But the reason why I love spring, to put it simply, is um, it's got the same similar temperature as fall. Like the reason why people love fall same similar temperature we're coming uh, but opposite you know like we're coming out of cold cold's my least favorite so we're coming out of cold into the warmth and there's just so much energy going on there's so many like so much life happening the trees are gaining life again things are going from dead to full the grass is coming green going green rain so many amazing things it's getting warmer you can start just like i don't know it's just that feeling of like hibernation is over People are outside, stuff is growing again. The energy that people have is immensely different in the places that I've lived. Uh, the winters in Colorado were extremely depressing in certain areas, like no one outside. And if they were, it was just heads buried. I, I mean, like everyone's face is buried, looking down and like no one doing anything. You're rushing to get to the nearest building. Um, and I hate that so much. I'd rather be sweating my butt off and, you know, enjoying life, getting tan and, you know, being half naked outside hot than being freezing. But I appreciate both for different reasons. I think just my time limit with summer is a lot bigger than my time limit with winter. I just love getting out of the cold and coming back to the coming back to life, coming back to energy, having more energy. I, I like the level of energy that comes with spring so that's my answer um fall is amazing as well of course fall is so great it's beautiful but i hate that fall lasts like one or two weeks with the the leaves and the chain like i wish it lasted longer i think it used to right back in the day for our parents fall was longer and the seasons of spring and fall have gotten shorter and shorter and summer and winter have gotten longer for us which is pretty unfortunate um because fall and spring are the most liked and then summer and winter are the least liked because they're the extremes, but um, anyways, spring. Spring is my favorite. It's a beautiful time of the year, and by spring, I mean like May. Um, it depends on where you live, but like end of May is such a beautiful time. It's so vibrant. It's so great. Thank you for that question, Joanne. You're amazing. Okay, I'm going to dig around on Instagram real quick, look through some questions. Got one right here from George. Um... George says, describe a personal achievement or moment of success that you are proud of. Wow. Um, okay. Um, I like to be humble for the most part. There are a few things that I, I do love to talk about, of course. Um, but it's so cool when like I meet someone that's humble and they like randomly own a big company or something, you know, like some random shock factor. It's, it's so cool. But uh, one of my first big achievements when I was... 12 or 13, like really young, I hosted this big downhill skating competition. 
Um, if you don't know what downhill skating is, it's the people that go really fast. It's a hybrid between a skateboard and a longboard and you go really fast. There's different forms of it. There's something called putting, which is like the slower form and you're doing lots of like hybrid skate longboard tricks and you're going and you're sliding. There's, there's sliding competitions, there's speed competition. There's all these different things. Um, slalom is a big one. There's long distance pushing. There's so many different types of downhill skating, but I hosted a sliding competition um, that had like the longest slide, the best creative slide, like all these different things. And I had 23 sponsors, I believe. I reached out to hundreds of longboarding and skateboarding companies to sponsor my event. I'm just like some, you know, 13 year old. I think I was in seventh grade or something. And I hosted this fairly big event, over a hundred people. And I got all the people on this street uh, to agree to do the event. And um, got a lot of skateboard decks and wheels and all these different sponsors to sponsor it, prize, prizes everywhere. It was really cool. It was a really cool event. It was the spring break slide jam when I was little and it was just so special. I had some big names out there. There's this dude named Jackson Fultz and at the time, and he's still a great dude, but at the time he was like my idol, one of my idols, him and Liam Morgan, which I've had the pleasure of becoming friends with both of them. Um, but very big names in the downhill skate community and, uh, just inspirations, but Jackson was there and there were some cool people. And that was just like, you know, meeting like a celebrity at that point. And, um, now that I'm this age, I think that having the perspective of Jackson at that time, he probably thought the same thing of me, of this kid that's like so young hosting this event and, you know, just out there doing it. Um, if I was in Jackson's position and I came to an event and some like 12 year olds running this crazy thing, I'd be like, what the heck? Like, I'd love this kid. Anyways. Um, so special, so special. I've got my, I've got a highlight on my camera roll of milestones where I favorite milestones. So I'm just going to like, just pick through. I've got a couple that I would love to share. Um, a big accomplishment, uh, became kind of online friends with a few bands like Peach Pit and they've got my gear and they wear it and I've got a lot of photos of them in my gear and just been able to talk to them and that's, that's really special. On the, on the professional side of things, I got to have, I had the pleasure of speaking with Donald Miller, if you know who that is. Um, he is an author, he's a businessman, he's created Business Made Simple, Marketing Made Simple, he's got a lot of books and he does a podcast every week. Awesome guy. Just such a good dude. Um, I had the pleasure of speaking with him. Um, there's so many fun things on here, but to this day, I think the one that makes me the most excited and it's been probably the most challenging and rewarding has been getting my products into REI. That has not been easy. Um, and I've been pretty transparent on how I've done it. Um, and if you have questions about it, please let me know. But they have they have something called an REI Greenlight program where you can submit. But I was I was pitching my ideas. I was uh, messaging and emailing so many people, um, you know, waiting years for an answer, um, and just something that I've been working towards for so long with heavy passion, putting so much time into, and finally got like a hey, wanna meet? Basically, message back, uh, like just a simple. Let's meet for the next round of interviews and then let's meet for the next round of interviews and then let's have you pitch us some um, products and where would the best demographic be? What stores would be the best? Where are your sales at? Where is, you know, where is your traffic coming from? All these different things um, and the repetition behind it, the, the just everything about it has been 
challenging, but so rewarding. And there's been ups and downs and just, it's been so cool to walk into an REI and see my product that I make on the shelf. I have two hats at six REI locations. It's the coolest thing. I don't know what to, co to compare it to. It's, it's wild. It's one of the coolest stores. It's, it's a dream come true. And I, I hope it just keeps escalating and I can look back at this podcast and be like, wow, imagine like that feeling of getting the first hats on, like such a cool feeling. But you know, hopefully when I'm like 40 listening back or 60 or 70 or 80 or 115, uh, I can be like, wow, remember when two hats was a lot and now I own, you know, 1300 stores. I don't know. Um, but I just am infatuated with this. I am so pumped about it and I think it's going to keep going. I think it's just the, I think it's just the start and it's just been so rewarding. I have like 10 third party applications just to get the hats on the shelves. There's so many things, so many variables and it's just a learning curve and it's just me doing all this. Like it's just me. It's a hundred percent me. So it's challenging and it's time consuming and it's a learning curve. It's about failing first to, to master something. So it's a slow process. I have a lot of patience and I'm here for the long game, not the short game. I'm here to do it right. So, um, yeah, REI has been my biggest accomplishment. Um, I'm looking through this again and I, I was in a short film last year. That was pretty, that was really cool. My step, step into the actor acting scene. Um, I really want to get into modeling now and, and do some more acting, but I, uh, I just love things. I can't stop wanting to do everything. So I hope I can just kind of do everything. It feels wrong to pick one thing and I'm just stoked about life. And yeah. Uh, so great question. Thank you. Thank you all for your questions. If you want to ask me anything, just shoot me a question at any of my social medias, uh, any platform, any account, shoot me a question. If I don't get back to you on the account or if I don't get back to you on the podcast, I'll get back to you on the account. Um, I get back to everyone. So shoot me a question at Miles Dittmar on any social media platform. I love you all so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day, your week, your year, your month, everything. Uh, and if you're listening to this today, when this comes out on Halloween, please again, be safe. It's a awesome holiday, but it's also dangerous. There's a lot of crazy people drinking and a lot of, lot of you know, just stuff going on. People are excited and it's a holiday. It's one of the first big holidays in a while. So be safe. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Smile Heart Podcast. Have a great rest of your day.